right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Elite Talk Show. I am your host out of Syracuse, New York, the main queen, Sarah Visek. And joining hey, me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. I'm Orlando from Palauda. We have a lot to talk about, so I think we should need to get started. So. <laughs> and AEW has been hot, hot, hot lately. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, it has been. And they're the talk of the town. Mm -hmm. Talk of the world. Uh, last night's viewership kind of proves it. Uh, third week in a row, over a million viewers, 1.1 million. Fight for mm -hmm. the Fallen. Great show. Yeah. Uh, proceeds getting donated to a local Charlotte charity uh, for domestic abuse. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's also tell what's going to be hot next month. Uh, we, as you yeah. see here, we got a couple shows. Yeah, uh, a, lot, a lot of pay-per-views coming up. You know, oof. <laughs> My bank account. My bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see Rampage starts. Uh, we got GCW, uh, no signal in the hills. You know, I don't know where that's coming from. I haven't really looked, but if it's in the hill source and they lose signal, you know, that's on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they didn't they have that issue before. Like they lost signal for a moment and then they came back. I think so. One of their last couple ones, uh, I believe so. I I think Joey will probably like realize, okay, we need to bring like extra power and extra Wi-Fi. So <laughs> they're getting popular. They're getting to the point of you know where PWG was a few years ago. You know they're the hottest indie right now. So mm -hmm. well, you know what? It was smart of them to have uh, Nick Cage then on the show last night mm -hmm. because now like everybody's talking about him ever since with the whole Matt Cardona, and now he had a match with Chris Jericho. You know he's a hot yeah. thing right now. For the indie circuit. Is he the hottest thing on the indies right now, do you think? I think so. Uh -huh. Because I don't mm -hmm. know anybody else, like, from the indie circuit besides him, you know, because, like, he had the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he had that feud with Matt Cardona, which is smart, because, like, Matt Cardona is, like, he's known because of WWE, and he's been doing, like, different uh, TV deals. So, you know... I can't yeah. really think of anybody like right now in the indie circuit, really. I mean, but doesn't like. I mean, you got Dan Housen. He's a he's a hot name as well. But he's in Ring of Honor, isn't he? Or he, he's. I think he's done a couple of shows with Ring of Honor. I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm I'm like saying like this is like his first first kind of like TV show. Like yeah. every, like nobody knows like you know you have to like go into like YouTube or go into like GCW, uh, GCW to get some of his like matches, mm -hmm. which I have to say, like, I love hardcore wrestling back in the day, but I think because I got used to like how they did hardcore wrestling now, I don't think death matches are for me, you know? Some can get pretty brutal. I've seen some pretty brutal ones. Um, mm -hmm. I think the one last night was just the right mix of, you know, hardcore, but you know, taken to an extreme, but not going way overboard. Right. Like, because it reminded me, like, I think I saw a match of Mick Foley that was, like, in Japan that was kind of like that, but it had exploding um, barbed wire, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. Like, I think it was him versus, um, what was his name? Um, We just talked about him a, a month or so ago. Um, uh, he was in ECW. Oh, Terry, oh, uh, no. Terry Funk, right? Yes, yep. Terry, Terry Funk, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, yeah, so just, yeah. Uh -uh. I don't know. Like, look, I, I'm not going to, like, shame anybody. I'm not Meltzer, 
you know, to shame people that love death matches, you know? Like, uh, come on now. Like, you're like the mark of, like, you know, loving, like, the Bucks and stuff. Come on, Meltzer. Do better. The great thing about wrestling nowadays and the fact that we have such a wide variety of ways to get wrestling uh-huh. is for everybody. You know, you've got women only promotions. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of deathmatch specialties. You can find pretty much anything you want. Exactly, you know. But right now, like, a lot of the different companies besides WWE are getting involved with each other. So we're going to see a mixture of all that. Mm-hmm. So so that, that way, maybe, like, you know, maybe a fan, like, you know, like, just say, like, they don't know who Nick Cage is. And they're interested in his match. They will probably Google him. And then they'll find it in Fight TV. So find that was great. Mm-hmm. So, look, it's a smart business decision because it, it's variety for everybody. More opportunities, more. Mm-hmm. It helps the business grow. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. And also, too, I mean, I shared earlier the picture of uh, Jericho after the match last night. You know, <laughs> yeah. not, not as brutal as you'd expect. You know, you can see no. a bunch of the dried up blood, a couple cuts, but mm-hmm. nothing too bad. Yeah, I think maybe like it's been a while since he bladed, so I don't know because like you know like he was in that era where they bladed themselves, so mm-hmm. I don't know like because like he's been in the WWE system, so it's been a while. So yeah, and then they staff, so if you want to bleed, I do it the hard way, pretty much. Exactly. Like look at Mike Cordova. I don't think he's ever bled in his life until that death match. <laughs> I mean, I, if you look at the before I'm, when he went down the ring, he's got that white tank top, and if you look at yeah. the after, oh, he wore a pink tank top. Nope, yeah, cool. he was wearing white pants, and it was like pinkish. I was like, oh. I was like, damn. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I, I'm happy for him. Like, you know, he deserves it. Like, being in the WWE system probably didn't help him, you know. And he got himself, he got himself over now in in a new way, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm glad for his opportunity that he's getting that condo. Condo. Thankfully, you know, Jericho wasn't injured, but. There was one injury on the show last night. Uh, it was pretty obvious, especially if you looked, you know, at the news sites. Uh, Cash Wheeler suffered a really bad cut on his arm. I uh, couldn't get to stop bleeding. Uh, update is that he is okay, which is a really bad cut. Uh, nothing serious, thankfully. Yeah. You know, we saw the way the grass, and he thought maybe he would have hit an artery or something, but thankfully yeah. not the case. Mm-hmm. I was really enjoying the match. I- it's just unfortunate that the FTR always gets like an injury or something affects them that they can't really go a hundred percent. I don't, I just, uh, you know, like, you know, but like, you know, maybe they'll face each other again down the line. So I don't think it's over between them two because I think they're going to go at it one more time. So, yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely going to be when one of those two teams gets the titles, yeah, they're going to feud again, which would be great. They put on a great match last night. It better be Santana or Tease. They deserve it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. They definitely do. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the uh, U.S. title match last night, the UWGP U.S. title match last night. Um, I know I'm going to butcher his name. Hedaleku, is that – I think, I think it's here, here Lyco, something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, he's like as tall or taller than, you know, Lance. 
I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I this was the weaker match in my opinion. You know, it was, it was still, just, a decent, so, still a decent match. I thought. Yeah, you know, it's just I don't know. Like I think because like it came after the the with the with the tag match, the yeah. crowd died because of that. Which I you know what. Like last night's episode, in my opinion, it affected me because when Paige lost, it affected me yeah. throughout the whole match, throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. You know, I was happy to see Thunder Rosa like get a win. You know, I'm not into Brian Cage as a face, not yet. They have it's growing on me. You know, it's and like, this, yeah, and this title match, I'm just, you know, just, eh. and how about King Haku? You know, being in his son's corner. You know, I can't make. I did not know that was his son. I was like, oh. And then he took out Sam Floyd during the commercial break. I was like, oh. <laughs> he got I, some moves, though. <laughs> I knew he was in the Simone family. I just couldn't remember exactly how. I think he was married yeah. to one of the sisters. I don't remember. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's there. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And speaking of, you know, New Japan wrestlers, uh, John Moxley teasing he's not done, you know, the Forbidden Door stuff. Yeah. Teasing, teasing, you know, a match with Tanahashi, you know, that he's avoiding him. Do we get Moxley and Tanahashi at all out, you think? I think so. I mean, Moxley's promo, he was pissed. He was just like, how are these people coming into the States, but I can't go over there? Like, and they have the Olympics over there. It's like, what you think? Right. I know. I mean, like, come on now. Um, I think they're probably going to have, yeah, I'm thinking they have to have that type of match on All Out just to at least give attraction to New Japan because mm-hmm. at least, like, you know, so AEW could still keep a good relationship with um, New Japan. Yeah, So definitely agree. So, yeah, because I'm just wondering who's going to take that title away now from Lance Archer. I think it'll definitely be somebody from New Japan. I don't see a bouncing like, back and forth between a lot of U.S. guys. Um, do you think Okada would be the good fit for the title? Because I, I heard like they want Okada to come, which I don't. I mean, I would love that because I know the Bucks talks highly about him, mm-hmm. especially in their book. So yeah, so. definitely to see that. Um, yeah, we'll see who's in the title picture coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get to another uh, juicy tidbit last night from the show. Uh, there's a couple of teases for none other than CM Punk. And there's a Darby Allen after Tony Khan's announcement that I believe it's episode two is going to be of Rampage from Chicago, United Center. Uh, CM Punk saying, you know, he's going to take out all challengers, even if you think you're the best in the world. Um, I don't know if you caught it. Young Bucks use one of CM Punk's signature moves, that running high knee into the corner, into the bulldog. But they always do that move, though. They always do it. Like, I've seen them do it before, but, yeah, they really did it tonight. And, of course, you know, at the end of the show, MJF kind of used a bit of Punk's uh, promo, uh, like, pipe bomb promo, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, What a ballsy move that they're doing, because they're doing it the night before (laughs) SummerSlam. (laughs) That's like a – it's like this, like, fuck Mm -hmm. you, Vince. (laughs) <laughs> Look, okay. Uh, uh, hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, you may have to cut that out. 
Um, okay, so uh, okay, so what I'm thinking about CM Punk is this. Um, I don't know how I feel yet. But how do you feel about it? I don't know. See, you know, it's knowing that, you know, there's a, about a decade I didn't really watch and CM Punk's career fell within that decade. So mm -hmm. I don't really have much exposure to CM Punk. I've seen a couple of matches, you know, going back on replays, but you know, that's not the same. Yeah, exactly. Like I watched his career when he first started. He, uh, when he first started, unfortunately, it was when they were transitioning. It was in that time frame where Eddie died, and then Chris Benoit uh, had that murder suicide. So he was in that time frame, you know. And then, of course, when the whole investigation was happening on Chris Benoit. Of course, that's when the whole steroids and the drug abuse was happening, where they had to suspend a lot of their talent, you know? So, mm -hmm. but of course, you know, CM Punk, he's like that straight edge. He doesn't do anything. Like, they try to push him, you know, as one of his, like, one of their um, top guys, because, like, you know, they had him featured in a, I remember they had him featured in a news feed or something. So, um, I just don't know, like, I don't know if it's because his attitude or something. That's why it didn't work out. And that's why, like, with that pipe bomb, I mean, like, it was truthful, but it was out of anger. And he was still angry throughout that time. though, Because yeah. technically, I think, like, if it would have succeeded his 2011-2012 um, run, I think he would have probably been okay with, I think he probably would have retired after that. Like, just literally retired. I don't know. Like, to me, I, I know for a fact he's going to come probably with either anger. I would love it that where he'll get emotional because, like, the crowd is cheering for him for, like, five minutes. And then he sees around people applauding, chanting his name and stuff. I would love to see that. You know, it probably will happen, of course. But, you know, I, mean, I just don't know. The first promo, the first promo when yeah. he comes back. Is yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I hope it's fire. I hope it's not just a, like, fuck you, Vince, you know, excuse my language, like, fuck you, Vince, you know, fuck WWE, you know. Of course, because that's a common thing now, you know, like, look, yeah. I get it. Like, WWE sucks, okay, so what? Like, you're showing them, you're showing them that you're better than that, you know? But, I mean, I, for me, I'm, I'm hesitant. I'm waiting just to see if it will happen, you know? And, you know, uh, mm -hmm. um, I hope he brings his wife though, because AJ Lay, I think she's very much needed in AEW's women's division, and I think it she would probably work very well there, in my opinion. I'm not sure what her interest is. I know uh, CM Punk was one of the first couple guests on Ray Paquette's podcast, and he he said that she had a couple other projects going on. I feel like I can't remember exactly what they were. I will look into it and maybe talk about it more next week. But well, I I found out that she was a writer and she was writing for the what was that movie that Keanu Reeves did um with the the three um Ronin I think it was thirteen Ronin something like that something like that yeah yeah so she's doing the sequel to it so okay you know so I think she's now just a writer because she did write a, a few books you know so. I think, like, I think she even talked about it. Like, I think she didn't like, she she enjoyed her experience because she was the top 
like talent in WWE at her time, but I think they didn't like how they used her because you know it was because she was bipolar or she had a mental um, health issue, and they kind of mm-hmm. used that as like in a storyline and sense. But I mean, you never know. Maybe if she goes backstage and then she sees the girls, and maybe she'll hop out, you know, and maybe she'll come yeah. back. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Make sure it's working overnight a week, you know, that's pretty enticing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, it's just like, I, I'm happy for CM Punk to at least come back because I think he deserves at least a good bow down himself, not in the way that how he bowed down from mm-hmm. WWE, you know, because he did it out of anger. And I think maybe AEW will help him maybe get his passion back and maybe he'll retire gracefully and respectfully, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. Um, let's go back to Jericho a little bit. You know, we've, we've seen the first two labors. Uh, the third one announced for next week. Um, the, juice. the juice is coming back. <laughs> I mean, interesting stipulation. The first one to pull a move off the top rope. I wonder if it's, you know, one of this going to be a specific move or just any move off the top rope. Well, that should well, pretty cool. Yeah, but no, no, no. Because I think because... Jericho doesn't really do a lot of high-flying moves. Not anymore, you know? Right. So that's why he's being a dick and be like, oh, you got to do a high-flying move. And I bet you will probably say, what's the high-flying move? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, uh, but I'm going to uh, – I'm just hoping it's not, like, a really crazy move that Jericho can actually pull off, you know? Like a moonsault like or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, something easy for him to do to at least, like, because you know he's going to win, you know? Yeah. That's the point of this. Like, all of these be, five. And you know it's going to be like an Eddie Guerrero style frog splash that he uses to win. Okay, okay that, that's good. I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. that, you know? Or maybe do an homage to um, Chris Benoit, do a headbutt. That's still a high flying move. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's do a little fantasy booking here at the moment. Who do you hope the last two labors are? What do you think it could be? You know, you know what I was thinking. Like, I one rumor is uh, Landstorm, which I like that idea. So say Landstorm. Mm-hmm. The other one, David Benoit, because mm-hmm. you know something they've been have the he they have been saying that they uh that Be- David Benoit wants to wrestle. He hasn't really had a wrestling match yet, and Chris yeah. uh, Chris Jericho is really good friends with him, and he helped mm-hmm. him out with the whole dark side of the ring and stuff. So I wouldn't mind. I mean, he's been training from what I understand, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, every now and then training. Like, he hasn't really posted a lot on Instagram. I don't know. Like, maybe he got tired of, like, posting and stuff. Maybe he's, like, really in-depth in training. So, for me, I think David Benoit would be interesting. That would be a unique kind of twist to be, like... You know what? If he does do the Chris Benoit headbutt first line move, then I think he could be onto something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I know for me, I know it was kind of different earlier, you know, having Big Show be one of the leavers, you know, because of the Jerry show. Of course. You know, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe have it being like a body slam contest, you know, who, can, who can body slam the other person first? Uh, yeah, exactly. WrestleMania 3 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course he's going to be a dick and be like, yeah, you got to body slam Paul White. Go ahead. Yeah, that would, that would be a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, having another cage match, you know, and of course against Wardlow, you know, he'd be in every cage match yet again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be very interesting. 
Maybe that's yeah. right. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if Warlord deserves another. Like, I don't know if they want to give Warlord another loss because he already lost um, to uh, Jake Hager. So I don't know mm-hmm. if they want to do that again. So you know, so I, I don't. Maybe they come with a giant push afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, if uh, MJF wants to be a real dick, I mean, he could put, like, Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho. Mm. <laughs> be like, yeah, Inner Circle versus Inner Circle. Can you imagine that? Like, yeah, it would be like, this bastard, this dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Chris Jericho to beat you. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, did an interview with Inside the Ropes magazine. And... Uh, it was brought up, you know, which uh, old school legend would he want to have a match with? And I'll give you one guess and figure out who he wants to have a match with before they retire. Sting, of course. Of course. Uh, he's expressed in the past that he wants to have a match with Sting before Sting finally, you know, hangs up his boots for good. Uh, so that's what he said in the magazine. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, he said something, I think, in another interview that uh, Sting isn't the most friendliest or well, uh, well kept. I, I forgot what it was. Like, I think it was like the, the most treated, uh, well company that he's ever worked for. So, throwing shades, of course, WCW, WWE, and uh, <laughs> throw a shade to like uh, TNA, WCW, and, you know, all those places that he used to work for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got a couple of matches announced for next week. Uh, AEW Homecoming, already going back to Jacksonville. Um, we have an AEW TNT Championship match. Miro against Lee Johnson. Uh, rest in peace, Lee Johnson. You're going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that number one contenders match. Uh, Layla Hirsch against the Bunny. This one is kind of interesting. Yep. But it's for the NWA title, though. Oh, the end of it? Yes, sorry. NWA so, wins. Um, so right there, like, Mickey James's her empowerment uh, pay-per-view is getting some notoriety, so mm-hmm. look at that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, she invited Deanna Perrazzo to be on, and of course she accepted, so that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can't wait. <laughs> and of course, the other match announced for next week, one that we're all looking forward to, as long as it's booked correctly, Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Okay, so somebody put up a theory, though. They're saying, like, what happens if Malachi Black wins and it forces Cody to turn heel? Hmm. Which is interesting because, like, if you notice, like, from last night, he got cheers. Like, you heard a bit of cheers for Malachi Black. Yeah. You know? So he, they're just, he's going to be like, these fans, you're turning on me after what I've done, giving you AEW, like he could throw that in their faces okay. and be an asshole, you know, which I think that would be unique. It could be, you know, the double switch, you know, Malachi is supposed to come in as a heel, Cody as the face, and then the crowd reaction could force him to, you know, switch it up there. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I'm just wondering if they're going to do that. But you know what? I hope Malachi Black wins because, like, I don't think he – no, I don't. I hope he didn't agree to lose this match. And I hope yeah. and I hope Tony Khan puts his foot down be like, no, Malachi Black is going over on this match. So I'm just saying 
I think a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna get pissed with you, uh, AEW, if you decide to have Cody Woods win. I mean, look at what happened with the crowd when you got Handman lose. The, mm-hmm. the crowd lost its momentum and its heat. You know, I'm just saying. Simply, I think what I've noticed, I could be wrong on this. I think Cody will put people over if it's on Dynamite, but I think when it's the pay per view, that's when Cody wins. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, I don't know yet. I don't know. Like Cody Rose is not doing it for me anymore. I don't know. Like maybe I maybe I need him to change and be a heel, and maybe I would be invested. But like it, like no, what irked me with the whole Patriot type of like promo he did. So I was just like, at this time with like this climate that we're in in America, come on, mm-hmm. you know, this is I don't. Whatever, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I... One of the other interesting storylines is not really getting a lot of attention is Andrade trying to recruit the Lucha Bros. Do you think well, he maybe he's recruiting all three of them. Or maybe he's recruiting all three of them. You never know. Maybe he's going to show them the way, like, on how he treats his talent or his workers, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I would like to see Andrade versus Pac. I mean, that would be a fun match. That would be know? great. Yeah. You know, but we'll see what happens. All right. So I think that will do it for us. I mean, that's an exciting. Wait, wait, wait. We have one more news. We have one more news. We haven't really talked about the rumors of Brian Danielson. Oh, yes, the American Dragon. You know, like there's rumors that he's signing so that that way he can come to um, AEW and then he could work New Japan. I mean, that's like that's what the reports are saying because also mm-hmm. that's why WWE was trying to be in talks with New Japan so that that way they can keep Daniel Bryan, but he can go to New Japan. But AEW's you know, got that later work schedule too. Yeah, exactly. You know, he could just work on a Wednesday. You know. I mean, they're disappointed. WWE is very, like, sad that he left. Like, they thought that he was going to be a lifer, but... I saw a couple things, a couple reports that said the uh, TV execs and WWE side are upset that they lost Daniel Bryan, too. Of course. I think one exec said that because he was, like, family-friendly and, like, he was a great merch sailor, so... Oh, yeah. Like, I think Daniel Bryan, I think, here's the thing. He's much about wrestling... He's not about character work. Not too much, yeah. you know? He's more about the wrestling. Like, if you watch, like, his Ring of Honor stuff, he wasn't really into character. It was more about his wrestling, you know? And, like, he mm-hmm. wants to wrestle everybody and anybody that whenever he can, you know? So, like, his, and, like he even didn't want to even come to WWE. Like, when he first said it, like, when he first did some interviews, he's like, I wasn't planning to come to WWE. You know, they were interested in me, so I signed. You know, I mean, his life changed for the better. Of course. Lots yeah. of money. Of course. I mean, I mean everybody's, mo- yeah, everybody's motivated for money. So, I mean. Yeah. Like Ted DiBiase said, everybody's got a price. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like, I don't know what this, um, this new generation of wrestlers are going to be like, how it's going to be in the next five years. Like, is it going to be like, oh, should I go to AEW or should I go to WWE? Should I change my character? Or should I keep my character and work anywhere that I want? You know, 
you know, so there, there are, there's options now that they can do. So we're still see. Yeah, I mean, even got Impact is, you know, pulling in wrestlers. NWA is pulling in a few people. I mean, you, you just don't know anywhere. I mean, there's a couple big places that are up for grabs, pretty much. I can take anybody. Mm-hmm. No way, Jose, no way Jose just came back. He came back on an Impact pay-per-view. Saw that. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering where where he's been. Like, I mean, like, I, I know that he, like, I think his girlfriend or his wife just had a baby, I think. I don't know. So, I mean, he's been out for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, Eric Rowan, I think he's doing, like, a, a an event soon. Um, soon, a lot of the releases, you know, where's the Iconics? Where's Ruby Soho? Now she's being called Ruby Riot, you know? Where's Lana, you know? Um, I did see report... They're bringing back some celebrity reality show Lana's going to be on. Oh, uh, the uh, the uh, the surreal life. Yes. Yeah. CJ so Perry is going to be on the surreal life, so. But she could still be that. in wrestling. She yeah. could still be in wrestling. You never know. I mean, she could be like in AEW, just doing like some, you know. I mean, she, her, her, uh, her path in wrestling could be, you know, she could come in every now and then to be in AEW. If she wants to be like a true wrestler, then I mean, she could go into the indies if she wanted to, or she could just be like you know like a model slash actress, you know, because she's she done good work. What if she signed on to the surreal life just because there's got to wait for her no compete clause to expire? I mean, that might be a reason. Yeah, that could be it too, because it's in yeah, it's in September. Hers. Oh yeah, Ruby's is in September, so the ones that are already like cleared. Um, they already probably already debuted, I think, or they're about to debut soon. Vicky Guerrero is really pulling for Ruby to be in AEW. So we'll see what kind of pulse she has. Yeah, I know, right? Because like I think she even wants to create a stable herself. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I they they need. I think they do need more women there, and I think they need to start doing women's factions because like that's unique. There's a rare occasion that there's ever women's factions. You know, I don't. I can't even think of in the history. Like, you know, there's only one. I think it was in WWE. Was it Bad Something? I can't. Oh, Team Bad. You're talking about Team Bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was in the time when they brought in all the NXT girls like Charlotte and Sasha. Um, I mean, AEW did try it in the beginning uh, with Brandy and uh, Awesome Kong and Mel, but that failed miserably. Well, I mean, come on. Different reasons. Different reasons. Yeah. But. You know, because I, I mean, Mel, I mean, like, where's Mel? Like, she can come back. I mean, she could go to AEW, uh, come back to AEW, maybe. Like, now that there's a few roster of girls, I mean, she could probably go to NWA. Maybe she just retired. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I just saw Ring of Honor brought in Lena Yada from, like, uh, Diva Search. <laughs> it was a very random team. Mm-hmm. I'm like thinking, like, Greer Canales probably has like all the girls from Diva, uh, Diva Search numbers. Like, yeah. you know, she could literally bring some of them back. Like, maybe Candace Michelle, maybe wanna. I mean, I know she retired, but I don't know if she wants to put on the boots yeah. again. A couple appearances, you know, you never know. Exactly. You know, Brooke Hogan. Uh, Brooke Hogan, I don't know if she wants to get into wrestling. I she's in her 30s, right? I think. I think she's already. Yeah. But Kira Hogan's a free agent, too, so. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that Brit decided that she needed some help, quote unquote. So maybe, so maybe she could bring in a few girls. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see. All right. Well, that will do it for us now. I uh, hear an elite talk show. Uh, of course, it's this one bottom. Don't forget to on our Apple Podcast. Uh, subscribe, give it five stars. We really appreciate it. Uh, check us yes. out on Facebook, our page, and our group where you can interact with us. Uh, we have our merch store, shopbucklebomb.com. And of course, you can find me at the real Sarah BBE on Twitter, uh, bucklebomb at bucklebombnt. And you can follow me at Twitter at orly1985 underscore BBE. Go ahead and give me a follow. And of course, Sunday will be our first edition of a month, new monthly show. It'll be the first weekend every month. Uh, it's going to be Retro Rewind, where we go back and watch some old pay-per-views, maybe maybe even Raw, SmackDowns, or ECW shows, whatever. Um, just go back and watch it, see if it still holds up, see if it's still good. Uh, yep. The first edition this Sunday, uh, we'll have time for you, uh, at a, you know, before the weekend, of course. Probably sometime late afternoon, early evening. Uh, we're going to do SummerSlam 2002 this weekend, which should be a good show. Uh, that was invented by The Rock and Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. And that they, they say that that's like the best mm-hmm. top-to-bottom pay-per-view of all time, SummerSlam. So, I mean, this year's pay- uh, SummerSlam pay-per-view could be the Steeler. You know, when we'll see. Like, I mean, everybody's got personal taste, you know, which one's going to be the best, but... And that one certainly is up there. Mm-hmm. But find yeah. out, find out what we think as we go back and watch it again this Sunday. Have yep. a good night, everyone. Bye.